Hello and welcome to the Shaken Up Show, the show that takes an in-depth look at all things Berry AFC. I'm your host, Nick, and after a recent departure away from our traditional format, we've spoken to authors, journalists, finance experts, and opposition managers. We're going back to familiar territory. So joining me today is a DJ, a podcaster, and an entrepreneur but is also an AFC footballer. He is the one and only Yorkshire Messi, Alex O'Keefe. Hello, Alex. How are you? Hi, matey. I'm very well. Very well. Thank you for asking me to come on your famous show. My famous. Who's famous as a, as a loose term? And what shirt, have got? what shirt have you got on there? Just out of interest. I'm gonna do, uh, I've got an interest in football shirts. What shirt? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself here, but... Um, I got it sent through. You know that secret shirt company where you, where you basically you pay like thirty quid and they just send you a random shirt. Eh? I think it's from like Iceland or something. I like it. It's um, a nice kit. Lillistrum Sporting Scub or something. I don't even know, but it's a nice kit, isn't it? Let's uh, let's get a friendly booked with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> away. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, well, the thing is though, in Iceland, it's about seven quid a pint. So maybe, maybe, maybe it. The Neverland Stadium, that'd be better. Yeah, we'll have it at home then. Okay, we'll sort. We'll get that sorted after the podcast. So, um, you're back in training, Alex. Uh, I went down and had a, a little uh, watch of you playing an eleven aside last night. Um, yeah. How was it? Uh, how was it back in training? Does it feel good to be back? Is it nice, oh. lads? Again, mate, it's brilliant. It's like um, I compare it to you know when you've when you've been off six week holidays at school and. And, and you come back and you can't wait to see all your mates. You're like, oh, it's kind of like that, mate. To be honest, and and yeah, to get football back back in back in his lives is just uh, we missed it. It's felt like such a long time, man. So yeah, as you can see, last night I think we're all uh, we're all in good shape and feeling good. So you know, definitely good, Nick. Some of you, although there was a few sitters missed. I noticed. Um, yeah, Liam McDevitt missed an absolute. Yeah, yeah, and our and our little scouse, our little scouse son, um, Lewis as well. I think he missed a couple. He, he did. Yeah, as long as you're doing it on the training pitch and not into the yeah, new- just get it out way, don't you? So, what have you been doing to uh, to keep fit over lockdown? What have you been doing to keep motivated and and keep your footballing kind of brain ticking over? Oh, mate. <sighs> I think you've just got to. I've just tried to create a lot of positive daily habits, and I think that's all you can do, mate. I think you know, con- control what you can control. We we can't control the this pandemic. We've not got any say in that. So focus on what you can control, and and what you can is you can make make yourself good daily habits. So I've been waking up early, as some people will know five o'clock in the morning. I get up and go for a run. Try to do it every morning, mate. And I just find that getting up and, and just beating that little internal voice in the morning just sets you up like perfectly for the day. And I have I have some of my best thoughts at that time as well. I feel like Mike Tyson. <laughs> so are you are you you're not a guy that kind of wants to stay in bed and lie in then you you you're up. No mate, not at all. Not at all. My missus, my missus hates me for it, but I'm a, I'm definitely a morning person, and uh, I just I think if you win your morning, you win your day. I'm a big believer in that. I feel like I'm talking to a motivational speaker here. I feel like right, that's it. I'm getting. <laughs> Come on, Nick, let's go for a run. What a quarter of an hour early tomorrow? No, I think running's. Run, I think you're pushing the line at running there, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> so. Um, your nickname, Alex, uh, as you—I don't know—is this a, a nickname that you've that you've carried from other clubs, or is it a nickname that you've been given? Well, so tell us what your nickname is and where has it come from. Oh God, it's it's um well, people people seem to call me the Yorkshire Messi for for um, whatever reason that may be, um, but you know what. It's just one of those, isn't it? I'm just using it as a bit of a motivation to um, make me try to perform better. In all honesty, maybe maybe uh, Lionel Messi is uh, running around Barcelona and everyone calling him the Argentinian Alex O'Keefe. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? 
Yeah, that's that. That could be right. Could be right. No, do you know what? Mate? I think some of it might it might have to do with the colour of my hair. It, you know, I'm left footed. I'm I'm only a dwarf. I'm only five foot, five foot five, five foot six. So there's some similarities there. Yeah. Um, to be honest, when I played Osset, um, my nickname was Aguero. So I've, I've changed from Aguero to Lionel Messi. Well, you're always keeping it Argentinian, though, which is... Uh, which yeah, there's a, theme. there's a theme there, isn't there? Definitely a theme. So tell us a little bit about your football journey. Where did you start when you were a youngster? Uh, where did you end up? And now have you come through at, uh, at Berry AFC? How did you end up at Berry AFC? Mm-hmm. To be honest, mate, my early, my early days in football just, just spurred from just the love of the game, mate. I, I always just loved playing football, you know. Um, I'd always bit last one out. It sounds sounds like that's a typical story, doesn't it? But you know, your mum's shouting you in at nine o'clock at night. Come on, your tea's ready, and it's just like you know, I just want to carry on playing football. And that's there were just a patch of grass outside his house, and all kids from the state played on there. And yeah, you just love it, don't you? You just love it. So I just played for my local teams growing up, Nick, and. Um, I think I ended up playing at White Wanderers from like six to sixteen. I ended up representing my county team and you know, just like local stuff like that. And then when I got to about eighteen, nineteen, um I got in at my first like semi professional club, which was Brighouse Town. Right. Um sorry, I'd have been at Halifax Town before, just in junior setup. Um so yeah, Brighouse Town got a bit of a taste of my first bit of taste of non-league there, and I was just rem- I remember playing at away at Scarborough, and um, just having that experience, you know, playing in in front of I think about six hundred fans there. And I was just thinking, bloody hell, it's blown my mind. You know, it's stuff stuff you dream about, isn't it? When you exactly just when you're a little kid watching football. Yeah, just a, a bit of a, a bit of a. Um, Reality shock there was all their fans were shouting dwarf at me. So uh, <laughs> you get a taste of the good and bad, really. Um, so after that, mate, I ended up I ended up moving over to Spain, living in Marbella for a while, and that kind of put my football career on hold. Uh, ended up picking up DJing, which is another story. And then um, when the DJing career sort of come to a halt, I realised that, well, part of the reason why I stopped DJing is because I couldn't really commit to a football and I was just missing it so much, man. And this is only recently I've just thought, I'm just going to give it a go again and see see where we end up. And end up signing at Osset. Um, I was just playing locally with my friends, a team called Shelf. And great, great times, you know, just playing with some of your best mates from school. And yeah. we won league, we won league a couple of times and uh, league and cup double. And then my mates were just like, why why are you playing at this level? It's just like, just can't commit to it. But then I just thought, do you know what? Still, I've still got it in me. So I'm going to give it a shot. And I ended up at Osset. And that's where I met Welsh. Um Short lived there. He he got, you know, the, there were a gr- disagreement between them guys, and um, so I went and signed for a club called Shelley. Yeah, and this is like, I think we got into automatic promotion spot. I had a really good season, um, and then the beautiful um, COVID started to strike. Um, so yeah, that brings us up to just before the the bury. It affected Shelley, didn't it? Because they had to drop out the Northwest Counties League, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that was that were um, the year before I played there, and yeah. we had a we had a great team, and like I say, we we're in an automatic promotion spot, and I think it was a more successful season the club's ever had in its history and stuff, and and then a year later, COVID yeah. strikes, and yeah. So then, so then you decided. So you, you did what did Welsh you do? Did Welsh give you a quick ring, or did he tell you, or did you ring him? And how did that come about? You said, yeah. so then. So this this story starts at a, a career house 
Um, I, I just actually signed for Penniston Church. Right. Who were um, in the North East Counties, but in Premier Division. Just signed, done pre-season with them. And the guys were absolutely amazing. I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm settling in here. Manager was brilliant. And um, I've gone for, a, gone for a career with one of my best mates just to have a bit of a catch-up and a career. And um, get a phone call off Welsh. And I didn't even tell my mate at the time. I just said, oh, just uh, one of my old managers telling me about I just got a job at Bury or something and he wants me to go down. I just carried on, you know, scanning this chicken tikka masala or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and he goes, do you realise what, what's just happened on that phone call? And I was just like, mate, I've just signed for Penniston. I can't consider any other clubs now. And it was it my mate who kind of opened my eyes and, and made me realise that, you know, this 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 opportunity to join Bury is uh, a bit of a one-off. one, a one off. Yeah. And then I just thought, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I rung, I rung Welshie back after I finished my career and told, <laughs> told him that I wanted to come along to training, yeah. So and that's, that's how that happened. So you signed a little bit later on, didn't you? Because I remember you, did, you didn't feature many of the friendlies, or it might have been the last friendly I think you, you came you, you came into, and then it yeah. went straight into into like into the league league games, then wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, I think like I said, I did I did most of pre-season with with Peniston. Yeah, and then and then I come in um, just before the season started. Yeah. Yeah. You picked up an injury a bit early early doors as well, didn't you? So you missed mm. you know, you, I know we didn't play a huge amount of games last season, but I know you missed quite a few. So uh, what happened with that yeah. injury and was it enough to I, I remember kind of speaking to you pretty early on, you're thinking, I don't know whether I'm gonna be able to play, you know, I don't know, is it is yeah. able to carry on through? Yeah. Yeah, I picked it up when when I were at Penniston, to be fair, mate. It were a groin injury and um it, it, it just recurred on me, unfortunately. I think I, I think I tried to come back a bit too early. Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, I need to get me get my foot in Dari or at Bury and you know make a good impression. And uh, just a bit naive from my point of view, and yeah, just kind of ended up making it worse for myself. <laughs> so, so how long were you? How long were you out for? I remember it was good. It was good because there was a lockdown in the middle of it as well, wasn't there? So that might have. Yeah. Give you a bit of yeah. recuperation time, but it was quite a while, wasn't it? It was, mate. Yeah, I can't remember how long exactly, but it were a good, maybe even a month or two. Yeah, and um, I was watching from sidelines, mate, and it were killing me. Yeah, and all that. And um, but in in that time, I kind of kind of took it on myself to learn about the club and you know get get soaked up in it all and in the atmosphere and the history of it all and. So, you know, it might be a bit of a blessing in disguise. I, I just took that time to connect with it all. And Yeah, I remember seeing you at Garstang in the absolutely, it was absolutely chucking it down. It was about yeah. three degrees. It was just yeah. rain everywhere. And I remember, yeah. you, you know, you've travelled over. I thought, fair play, you know, you travelled over from, from the, over the Pennines to come tonight to watch the lads play, you know. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not as... It's not as easy as, you know, you'll have done a day's graft as well. And then, you know, it's probably an hour and a half over, an hour and a half back. And then, yeah. oh, fair play, you know. And, and yeah. like you say, I think when you immerse yourself in it, you become, mm. you know, you, be, you become kind of, you're almost a bit of a fan yourself. You want to do it, you know, you want to do it. And I remember particularly when you did come back and you scored that goal that featured on the BT documentary. I don't know. You might have seen you might have seen it once or twice, Alex. I might have seen it about a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about what it was like scoring that goal, then, especially in front of the cameras and having it featured on such a such a you know because it, it got quite a lot of a. Uh, we had Michael Calvin on not long ago who, who did the documentary and you yeah. know we talked. To, he, he he's got a quite a fondness for the club. So tell us a bit about how surreal that was going from like you say playing you know football with a few of your mates and then and then be featured in a in a BT documentary showing you the goal yeah. you scored yeah it's it's all happened so quickly Nick in all fairness because like I say wind it back two years and I'm playing on on my local park with my mates and and um, it just shows you you know the power of like that bit of self-belief that you need to 
to think that you can go on and do it. But like I say, that I, I was visualising that moment when I were injured, so, you know, stood on the sideline and obviously you want all you want the, the team to succeed, but you want to be a part of it as well. So I visualised that moment scoring at that end in front of all the fans. So, you know, when it actually happened, you, you can't describe it, can you? It's a cracking, it's unbelievable, unbelievable feeling, unbelievable, brilliant. It was a really, yeah. it was a good goal. He took it really well as well, and you know, and I think for it to be highlighted in in the way it did, it it, it gravitated it even further. And I, I even think it, I think he described the, the, Michael when he was doing the narration even described it as a Yorkshire Messi. <laughs> oh man, just, just so happens to be recording the documentary on that day. The stars align. Exactly. Because <laughs> so, for, for, we only played a few games last season, tell us a little bit about what, what type of footballer are you? Because I know you only managed a couple of games. So what's your yeah. favourite position? What do you, what, what's your, where, where do you like to play and what, what kind of, what are your uh, attributes? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, um, I'm a natural winger, really. So left, left-footed winger. Um, over the last couple of seasons, I've preferred to coming from the right hand side uh, but I can play you know either either wing um, but yeah I'm direct I love running at people physical I'm only small but I'm pretty strong um, so yeah I just love I just love the direct sort of style of play attacking um, you know people that know me might might say that I'm not great at getting back but you know <laughs> I've, I've, tried, I've tried to learn I've tried to um improve that side of the game. Does um does Andy's uh style of play really help you as well, you know, like the formation he plays and yeah likes football to be played, does does Welsh's yeah. kind of uh input help you in, in your game? Yeah, hundred percent, yeah, because it like I say, he he were a he were a winger himself, wasn't he? So and and having that I think we've been playing like a front three, so I've never played in a front three before, but I love I love the the fact that I can play either side of a front three and it's just like really attacking, you know, exciting, exciting style of football, isn't it? It's, it's good. It's good to even just watch it. And the good thing with a front three is you don't really have to track back as much, do you? Well, you? that's it as well. Isn't it? <laughs> that, that does help. Unless he starts going, drop in, we're going into five in midfield. So it's like, but we've not, oh. we're not to do that yet. Exactly. I'm on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I've spoken to a few of the other lads I've spoken to Chippy before I know Sani in previous podcasts spoke to Greavesy and Ed so you're part of our um, our Yorkshire carpool as we like to call it so yeah. tell us a little bit about you know give us your your take on your journeys over the Pennines with, with the lads it's um, I think yeah I, I think I heard them speaking about it on one of the podcasts and you could literally put a camera in there. I think it'd be quite. I think it'd be quite entertaining. Um, you know, there's thick Yorkshire accents. Just discussing, it gets quite deep. You know, it's it's quite a therapeutic little little journey. Sometimes, you know, we talk about as football and relationships, and we have a good soundtrack as well. What's um? What who's who's got the broadest accent out of you? Who's the, who's the most Yorkshire? You're all trying to out Yorkshire each other. <laughs> I suppose if someone pop, popped in with a with a with a flat cap and a whippet, it, that'd be the ultimate uh, out <laughs> one another. But who's who's yeah. got, got the thickest accent? Well, I'd I don't say mean, I don't mean thickest as in with that, you know brainiest. I mean thickest Yorkshire accent. Yeah, I'd say chippy, but you can, you don't really know how you sound yourself, so. I, th- I think maybe Chippy would say me. <laughs> you sa- I think if you shut your eyes, you both sound quite similar. Where, where, whereabouts are you from in Yorkshire? What's your part? Halifax. Halifax. Right. I'm from Halifax, yeah. And Greavesy and Chippy are, are Bradford. Um, Ed's Huddersfield. So, yeah. Yeah. But I am from Bradford originally, so. And what's your, um, what's your soundtrack like on the way in then? Is it, because I know I know you've got a mixture. You know what's it like when you when you've got charge of the uh, of the music? Is it quite up tempo on the way in and and chill out on the way back, or do you have it going all the time? What, what's your uh, how do you manage? Um, sound? Do you know what, mate? But obviously, people think with my DJing background and stuff that it's it's going to all just be 
hard hitting dance music, but I've got a I've got a quite a, a good um good array of of genres in there, I'd say, Nick. I've got I believe it or not, I'm I'm quite a big classical fan. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's an exclusive. So a bit of Varg, a bit of Wagner, a bit of Beethoven. Yeah, a bit of Hans Zimmer. <laughs> from the soundtracks, yeah. I just imagine yeah. just as he is as Ed just about to get in the car and just din 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 No, but do you know what, mate? There's there's a good um, there's a good mixture of music in there. There's I think with, with Chippy and Greavesy and, and Ed, they're into the the classic sing-alongs and the the chart the chart music and stuff. I'm a bit I'm a bit more um, underground sort of stuff. The uh, bit bit more disco-y, um, house music. Um, but yeah, like I say, you can play all. There's a good mix in there. So tell us about that. that that's a lovely segue into into the next section, which which is about your DJ career. So tell us about your uh, your Marbella, Mar- Marbella. Gosh, I won't <laughs> Marbella. You might be, yeah. Um, adventure. So you went and went and lived in Spain for a little bit. And did you learn to DJ out there, or did you were you already DJ before you went over? Yeah. Well, I, I moved to I moved to Marbella to um, not to DJ specifically, but to um, I were a landscape gardener at the time. So my cousin had a company out there doing looking after like holiday homes and stuff. So I went and lived out there doing that. Um, and just so happens, I just bought myself my own decks and stuff. So I took them out there with me. And um, I was just like touting myself out to different clubs and bars in the area. I'd ne- never never played a gig before in my life. But I just thought, you know what? New surroundings, new area. Were, well, you, uh, were you telling them, oh, yeah, I do I do all clubs in, in Leeds and Halifax. Oh, mate. Were you, were you giving it all that? Oh, told them I was bloody basically famous back home. Yeah, I'm like the, I'm like the, I'm like the Halifax version of Judge Jules. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my, my first my first gig over there, I got at um, just a local bar called Bar Zeros. It was just just outside of Marbella. Um, I just called in and just like knocked on, and said, "Oh, my DJ, if you need one, just let me know." Um, and like, oh right, well yeah, we've got um, we've got a fortieth fortieth birthday party coming up this weekend. Um, if, if you want to get involved, I'm like, yeah, here we go, buzzing. Um, so I took everything down that Saturday night. Got everything. I, I'd even put like some logos and stuff. I printed off like paper with my logo on there and all sorts. Gone for it. Got all 90s, 90s house and 90s classics um, in my library, ready to go. Um, and yeah, it, it started off really well. And then there were a massive power cut. <laughs> first. <laughs> first, first ever gig. And I, and I just thought, oh God, that's that's not ideal, is it? Um, anyway, we got, it go- we got it going again. And then probably about 20 minutes later, um, probably something like Show Me Love's playing, everyone's everyone's vibing. And um Guardia Civil storming um local police in, in Spain. It turns out that there were some sort of Moroccan cartel in corner dealing drugs in there. Uh, so you've got so the, so we've the, had the first cup. gig, we've had a power cut and a Moroccan cartel. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, the start of DJ life um, for me. What did you, did you go to, did you go to some of the bars and did you go to like? I, I had, I had a, yeah. To be fair, I, had, I, I held a residency there at that at that bar for for a while and and played at some others. And uh, when I, when I come back to the UK, that's when I I really had a quite a deep passion for it and pursued it as a bit of a career for for a few oh, years. I- how long did you do that for? In a couple of years, then did you just try? It? About probably four, about four or five years it was. Um, ended up, ended up joining a me and a me and a lad who I, I met at a recruitment job that I got when I come home. Um, we ended up forming a duo, like going back to his house after work and making tunes and stuff, and it it proper took off like. 
Well, so what, what happened then? Did you didn't you feature in some sort of like in like some uh, UK dance magazines and stuff like that? Did you have a? Yeah, we were featured in like the 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 ones to watch in I think it was 2017 in Mix Mag. Right. Wow. Mix, Mix Mag and 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 we were, we were touring like. I think we probably played every major city in the UK. We're like, it was crazy, mate, absolutely crazy. And I just thought, how have I got here? You know, and this lad who I, who I were in a duo with, he'd been music scene for like twenty years or something. And and there's me. I've just like stumbled into this, you know, probably two years deep in a career and playing in front of sell-out shows, like, it was just crazy. It sounds like you've always, wherever you go, you've always got a little stroke of luck. There's always something, you know, it's whether, you know, whether it's, you know, just dropping into a bar and getting a gig and then holding a residency there, the football yeah. stuff. It all seems like you've kind of, you've just taken these opportunities and they just seem to go somewhere. It's, it's yeah. Quite, it's quite, it's quite an exciting way to live your life, really. And I'm, it is, mate. I think, yeah, I think you say luck there. I think I'm, I'm a big believer in you make your own luck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think, and I think luck is when preparation meets opportunity. That's how I put it as. And I think I'm a, I'm a big believer in like your, your law of attraction and all this sort of stuff. You know, what, what you give out, you, you get back and just, just give out loads of positivity. And I believe you get it back. Good stuff. Well, how did that mess around with your uh, early morning schedules? Because if you like getting up early, surely if you're a DJ, you'd be getting <laughs> at like four or five o'clock in the morning. You'd be thinking, right, I'm ready to get up now, go for a little run. Or were you, were you, were you a bit more uh, were you a bit more of a lying guy then? Yeah, mate. The, the early mornings are just more of a recent thing. Um, to be honest, that, that was probably one of the the main reasons why I come out of the, the music industry, I, I'm really health conscious and and that lifestyle just, just wasn't for me, mate. Just wasn't for me. And then obviously it stopped me playing football as well. So, Well, exactly. We, we miss out on the Yorkshire Messi. Well, the music industry's loss is, is football's gain, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, and there's another, you, you've got yourself, you, you do your own podcast as well. Um uh, the uh, self-made mind podcast, so that kind of fits into what you were just talking about. Tell us a little bit about your podcast, what you do, what kind of guests you have on. Mm. Yeah, like like I say, mate, it just it just all spurs from just kind of wanting to take control of of, of your life, and and I've just always been curious of of like how people get to where they are, you know, like these great successful people, whether it be Premier League footballers or film directors. We've spoke with on the show we've we've had we've had such a, a good mixture of people, but they've all been high achievers. Mm. And I just always I was just always curious to 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 get the stories of these type of people and, and try pass it on. Obviously it's when I speak to these people I learn myself. Mm. But to be able to pass it on through the form of a podcast as well, it's just it's just really rewarding, mate, to be fair. And I've learned so much from speaking to God who spoke to like say Hal Robson Carnu, the um the Wales striker. Yeah. Um Welshy, obviously, the, the gaffer. He's got a great story. Um spoke to um an Oscar nominated film writer from Hollywood. Um, and and just th th there's little patterns that you you, you kind of recognise from how they've dealt with stuff in their life, and you know it's just so interesting, and you can actually take lessons from 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 the chats and put them into your own sort of story. So what's a kind of, what, what's a common thread then between it? Is it determination? Is it is it you know not giving up? What's, yeah. What's the the, the 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 common theme? I think. I probably put it down to three three main things, right? There's because they're recurring in in all in all the stories that we that we um, that we hear really. So I think I said it earlier. It's like focus on what you can control. It's like bad stuff happens to everyone, right? But it's how you react to the event that causes the outcome. 
Yeah. So it's like, you know, just like COVID, for example, you know, we, we can't control that. Focus on what you can control and just knuckle down on that. It's like coming up, getting over setbacks. There's always, they don't let the setbacks stop stop them progressing. They always, you know, learn from from the setbacks, basically. Um, so that'll be one. Another one's just like pure self-belief. You've got to believe in yourself. Um, I think you, you realise that it's only you that that's going to let you achieve, really. Mm. Um, and another one is just be yourself. Don't try to be anyone else. That's um, probably... For, and. and it's a, it's a recurring thing, mate. All, all all three of them things are recurring. All the chats, I reckon. Yeah, I've I've listened to quite a few of them, and you know, it's really interesting. It's, and it isn't just about sport, is it? It's it's about all different walks of life. Like you say, you've had people on who have been you know successful in business, or you've mm. had people on who, like you say, that there is elements of football, but like into you know directing and in in movies and stuff like that and writing. So it's all these yeah. kind of eclectic, you know, differences, but with a yeah. theme right through it. And, you know, if you haven't already, to give it a little plug, what's it, what's it called and how can people find it? Yeah. So it's called the, the Self Made Mind podcast. Um, you can get it on any of your podcasting platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, we've got them on YouTube as well. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Go check it out. Check it out. And then finally, so I feel like we're going through your CV. So it's like, <laughs> finally, the last thing on your CV is uh, window cleaning. Uh, so I found this fascinating. So tell us a little bit about your, your business and what, what you do. And, you know, it's, it's great. It's a really, it's modest. And, and but it, it, what you do with it is really quite creative. So tell us a little bit about what it is and, and how you set it up and how it came about. Yeah. It, it doesn't really sound glamorous, does it? You're a wind cleaner, but you know, I I don't see it as just cleaning windows. It's a proper business, and you know, we've we've got um got quite a good growing growing team going on, so it's quite exciting. Um, it, it this come about when 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 I'd left the music industry just about, and I just thought I want to do something for myself, something that I can. Something that's such a you know it's a simple simple business business model, scalable, and and something I can use. I've got quite a good network what I've built up over time. Some something I can use that you know that to my advantage. And I just I just heard people moaning about the window cleaner all the time. You know, it never shows up on time. <laughs> Bloody peeping through my windows and <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought. Yeah, that, I'm gonna be a window cleaner. I'm gonna build a window cleaning business, and you know, it, it's it again. That's happened so quickly, and now there's we've got four vans, four vans on the road now, and I've been able to give my dad and my brother full time full time work from it, and yeah, it's best decision I ever made. That's nice. It must be nice to give something back to your family as well, being able to you know, yeah, and. and- Listen, doesn't matter about uh, about COVID, or it doesn't matter about you always need a window cleaner, mate. There's always those <laughs> those windows ain't going to clean themselves. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, it's it, it's proven to be um, a bit of a pandemic-proof industry as well, which which were lucky for us. Um, but yeah, like I say, mate, we, it's it was just great to be able to help help my my brother and, and my dad as well, because my, my brother were in Afghanistan at the time. Wow. Um, they were a private contractor out there, and that that were another little motivation really to to get it set up so I could come. I told I I spoke it out and I said, look, I'm I'm going to start this business, and by the time you get back from Afghanistan, I'm going to split it in half and you can have half of the customers. And by the time you come back, mate, it, it were there, it were ready for him to take over. So is it going from going from strength to strength? How many people? Mm. How many window? How many kind of uh, customers do you have at the minute? Yeah, we've got over, over a thousand monthly customers now. So yeah, it's it's growing, and we're just getting started, mate. We're just getting started. Brilliant. We've got big plans, big plans for this year. 
Big plans for the year, mate. It's going to be a... You could tell you're really kind of motivated and really kind of, you know, mm. far forward thinking and mm. um, and obviously from a, from a, from our point of view, from a, a selfish, very AFC point of view, it's nice to have a player that, you know, that, that is like, you know, that, you know, that is what, what these podcasts are out there to do is to, to put, you know, so you're not just turning up on a Saturday, you're putting a shirt on and then you, you're going, you know, you're going back home. It's, it's to tell a story behind each player and to tell, you know, we want to know who you are and what you're doing. These stories, are, you know, they're fantastic and it's nice that it's nice that we've got players like that, you know, that are yeah. hardworking, determined, because that's what we want from our footballers as well. And I think that, yeah. that's, you know, it, it goes, it, it show, you know, it goes both ways, doesn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's some great characters, mate, in, in the team. It's just delving in and getting the stories out, isn't it? So, Exactly. I think it's been it's been what you're doing, man. Honestly, I love it. Well, I think that's what we were trying to. While the football's not on, it's just about bridging that gap until we can get back into into the new season and telling a few, like you say, telling a few tales because everyone's got a tale to tell, haven't they? So, the hell, yeah. What about um, what about football? You football growing up then? What um, what teams did you support? Who did you follow? Did you, did you you know? Was there any players that you kind of took inspiration from? So, I used to um, I used to support Man United when I was younger, really young, right? Because my family supported them, right? And um, this this sounds really bad. I, I don't think I've ever publicly spoke about this, um, but I used to live with my, my older brother, and and he always had a big Liverpool poster in his in his bedroom. So, you know. Naturally, you look up to your older brother and that, don't you? So I started supporting Liverpool. Wow! So I jumped from I jumped from United to Liverpool, and uh, I've supported Liverpool ever since. Um, as far as like role models, I I always naturally naturally warm to like your, your left footed sort of similar players. I think you you gravitate towards your like himself, really, don't you? So, so you know, like Zinedine Zidane, obviously Lionel Messi, um, and yet yeah, Michael Owen as well. I know he's right-footed, but you know, small nippy sort of nip, nippy little players like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think uh, Lee McDevitt's absolutely obsessed with Michael Owen. He, he'll talk about Is that all day long. Yeah, he loves him. He'll probably be interviewing him in water. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. So now we've talked a little bit about football and we've talked about you as a character. We're um, we're gonna do now this 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 divides players. Some people, some of them love it. Chris Holt got 10 out of 10 on his quiz. Um, I listened to that earlier, you know. I've been listening. He 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 was really he was quite modest about it, but I think secretly he was like oh, what you should do is have a league table. And, yeah, he, he, he <laughs> with all this idea because he'd be top of it. So, yeah, did he say that after he got to that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it as competitive as possible. But um, <laughs> so uh, we've had, so far, we've had uh, Jimmy Moore has talked about um, pl- outfield players that have played in net. We've had uh, Greavesy, I think, did uh, fact or fiction football um, football teams. Uh, and believe it or not, he, there's a few teams in, in our league at the minute that he thought were fictional. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what I thought we'll do today is, with your nickname being uh, the Yorkshire Messi, I thought we'd kind of mix it up a little bit. So in front of me, I've got a uh, a wheel of fortune, okay? And on that wheel, um, sections are divided into um, into either Messi or Yorkshire. And whatever the uh, whatever the the wheel lands on will be. I'll ask you a question. So, for example, if it lands on Yorkshire, I will ask you a question about Yorkshire. Yeah. If it lands on Messi, I'll ask you a question about Messi. Now they're all multiple choice, so that's good. A bit of a go, uh, <laughs> make it a little bit easier. So yeah. uh, I'm going to spin that wheel and let's see where we land on. So uh, here it goes. The wheel stops on first of all. It's messy. So your first messy question is, when did Lionel Messi first win the Ballon d'Or? 
So when did Lionel Messi first win the Ballon d'Or? Was it 2008-2009 season? 2009-2010 season? Or 2010-2011 season? So if you just make a note of it, Right. Paper in front. Yeah, and we'll get some questions. We'll get the answers at the end. Right, Paul. Yeah, got it. Okay. So the wheel spins again. Here we go. Off we go. It spins round and round and round. And it's landed on Yorkshire. Okay. So the first question on Yorkshire is Yorkshire is the biggest UK county. It measures 3.6 million acres. But what is the second biggest county in the UK? Is it A, Lincolnshire, B, Lancashire, or C, Kent? So Lincolnshire, Lancashire, or Kent? Mm. Okay. Right, yeah. Next one. Okay, so the wheel is spinning as we speak, and it's landed on, it's landed on Yorkshire again. So, the next question is, what is the smallest city in Yorkshire? What's the smallest city in Yorkshire? Is it Ilkley, Ripon, or Skipton? So, A, Ilkley, B, Ripon, or C, Skipton? All up North Yorkshire way then. Uh... Okay, mate. Okay, next one. The wheel's still spinning. This is so exciting. <laughs> Land on Yorkshire again. Yorkshire. Uh, okay, what is the population of Yorkshire? Is it 5.4 million people? This, this is people, not sheep. Uh, <laughs> 5.4 million people, 7.2 million people, or 1.2 million people? So 5.4 million, A, 7.2 million, B, 1.2 million, C. Hmm. Okay, Matt. All right. So I'll spin that wheel again. And it is landed on, not going to believe this, it's landed on Yorkshire. Oh, the Yorkshire question. It's loving Yorkshire. Okay. <laughs> you can tell I'm clutching at the straws with some of these questions. What is Yorkshire's biggest food and drink export? Is it apples, eggs, or meat? Apples, eggs, or meat? So A for apples, B for eggs, or C for meat. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right, I'm spinning that wheel again. Round and round it goes, where it stops. Only I know, and it stopped just on Messi. Okay. So, um, so today, how many goals has Lionel Messi scored for Argentina? So how many mm. goals has Messi scored for Argentina? Is it A57? B, 68, or C, 71. So how many goals has Lionel Messi scored for Argentina? Is it A, 57, B, 68, or C, 71? Right, Paul. Okay, so we've got six so far. We've got four more to go. The wheel spins round. Keep them coming. And it's landed on. It's on another Yorkshire question. <laughs> hey, um, how are you at history? Oh, it, won't be, it won't one of my strong points, Matt. So this is a, a, a historic question. Which British monarch was the last from the House of York? Was it Henry the Fourth, Edward the First? Or Richard the Third. So, which British monarch was the last from the House of York? Henry the Fourth, Edward the First, or Richard the Third? A, B, or C? 
going to pick my favourite name on that one. Okay. I'm spinning that wheel again. And it's landed on... Landed on Yorkshire! <laughs> <laughs> Have you got other questions on Yorkshire here? All these, all these messy questions. Okay. Which is the biggest city in Yorkshire? Which is the biggest city in Yorkshire? Is it A, Leeds, B, Sheffield, or Ooh. C, Bradford? Bradford. Biggest city. A, Leeds, B, Sheffield, C, Bradford. Bradford. Um, right. Okay, Bob. All right. Okay, we're on question number eight. So, so number nine. And thankfully, about football, it's online on Messi. Please. Okay. Which city did Messi win his Olympic gold medal? Which city? did Messi win his Olympic gold medal? So was it A, Sydney, B, Athens, or C, Beijing? Yeah. Oh, A, Sydney, B, Athens, or C, Beijing? That's all. Yeah. And then the last one. The final question. It's going round, round and round, and it's stopped on... You'll never guess what it stopped on. It's only stopped on Blooming Yorkshire. Okay. <laughs> I like your honesty, Nick. The seaside, t- nothing but Berry AFC is all about transparency, Alex. Yeah. We're like, I like it. So, um, the seaside town of Whitby is famous for what? Cider, A. Scampi, B. Or Seagulls, C. Oh. What you're gonna say, crabs? <laughs> Whitby is famous for A cider, B scampi, or C seagulls. Oh. What do you reckon? A, B, or C? Cider, scampi, seagulls. Okay, mate, I've gone for it. Right, that concludes your uh, Yorkshire messy. I honestly do not know how I've done here, right? Well, that makes it even more interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Right, so question number one was on Lionel Messi, which is probably a more interesting subject to people who are watching a football podcast. Um, <laughs> but So uh, when did uh, Messi win his first Ballon d'Or? Was it 2008, 2009, A, 2009, 2010, B, 2010, 2011, C? I thought it was the earliest option, so I went for A. It was B. So it's 2009, 2010. Right. So, uh, so we've got zero out of one. So you're not going to, unfortunately, you're not going to beat Chris Holt. Okay. Right. So you're just going to have to live with that. That's something you're going to have to come to terms with. Uh, okay. Uh, so the next question was on Yorkshire, as was most of the quiz. So Yorkshire is the biggest UK county. It measures 3.6 um, million acres. So if anything, it's an education for all of us. We've yeah, all been today. Yeah. What is the second biggest county in the UK? Was it A Lincolnshire, B Lancashire, or C Kent? I went with C Kent. Unfortunately, it was Lincolnshire. Lincolnshire oh. is the second biggest county. So it's two, it's two, it's two questions and two wrong answers. It's not uh, great so far, is it? It's not great, but you've still got time to redeem yourself. Being the Yorkshire messy yourself, you get <laughs> at least a couple of these right. Right, okay. Question number three was, um, what is the smallest city in Yorkshire? Was it Ilkley, Ripon or Skipton? Now, you said these are all North Yorkshire places, so I presume you might know. I'd say still a guess, mate. Still a guess. A. Ilkley. Yeah. Ripon. Oh. Ripon. <laughs> Could you be our first player to get zero out? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I went on um, Roch Valley Radio. Oh, yeah. To do a quiz against Tony, Tony Whitehead. Whitehead, yeah. And uh, I was shocking on that, mate. Well, there's a common theme reoccurring here, Alex, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just said, I'm, I, I said, I'm here to, I'm here to, um, I've missed Tony Whitehead's beautiful Irish accent, so that's so why I'm here. To his, to his lilts, is that what it is? Yeah. 
Right, okay, question number four is, what is the population of Yorkshire? Is it 5.4 million, 7.2 million, 1.2 million? A, B or C. So 5.4, 7.2, 1 1.2. I thought the five and seven were a bit extreme, so I went for C. 1.2 million. No, it is 5.4 million. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah. you're at a hundred percent anyway. You're hundred percent wrong, but if you're gonna do it badly, you might as well go full full uh... Uh, okay. Um okay, so uh question number five was obviously about why wouldn't it be about Yorkshire exports, food exports? <laughs> what is Yorkshire's biggest food ex food and drink export? Is it apples A, eggs B, or meat C? I just I just assumed because of all of the the um, the cattle and you know I just went for C meat. You are correct. Is would you like to know how much money is uh, is uh, is gained from Yorkshire from uh, exporting meat? Yes, yes, I would, Nick. It's one hundred and seventy-two million pounds of the UK economy is generated through Yorkshire meat. There you go. So again. Well, yeah. It's not just a. It's not just a, a very AFC podcast. It's a way of not not just uh, uh, entertaining people, but we're also informing as well. Absolutely, so, I think I'm in the wrong industry by the sounds of it. So yeah, the meat industry is probably the way forward. So it's window cleaning <laughs> and meat. Uh, maybe you could <laughs> set up a business where you could deliver meat whilst cleaning windows. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the next question, thankfully, it was a Lionel Messi question. Um, and it was today. How many goals has Lionel Messi scored for Argentina? Was it fifty-seven? Uh, was it sixty-eight? Or was it seventy-one? So fifty-seven, sixty-eight, yeah. fifty-one. I know he's not performed quite like the level he has done for Barcelona. Um, I went mid. I went middle ground on B. You went for sixty-eight. Yeah. It's not quite a, uh, a, a, a Yorkshire Exports question. Unfortunately, no. It was 71. So he's oh. done all right. He's not done too bad. Right. Um, but yeah, it was 71. Okay. Right. Question number seven. He said uh, was about, uh, about history, about history. So it was about uh, which Brit British monarch was the last from the House of York? Was it Henry IV, Edward I, or Richard III? Just purely for comical um, purposes, I went for Richard the Richard the Third. Third, you were right, mate. It was it. Was Richard the Third? Well done. I hope it wasn't Richard. I've got. You know what? I've got a horrible feeling. It might be Richard the Second. Oh, don't say that to me. Hey, I put my point on now. But hang on, let me just get rescind it now. Let me just check. House of yours. You were some bloody FA, you second. I'm just gonna give, gonna give it anyway. It's either it's, it's a Richard anyway. It's either the third. I'm I'm saying it like I know it. I've I have done research, but I don't know whether I'm a historian. I don't know whether I put an extra an extra line on it. So <laughs> it's Richard anyway. So yeah, you've got that. So meet and Richard, you're all right. Uh, okay. So uh, that was question number seven. Question number eight was uh, about Yorkshire. It was, um, which is the biggest Yorkshire city? Was it A, Leeds, B, Sheffield, or C, Bradford? I would just split between Leeds and Sheffield, I think, on this. So I went for Leeds. You are yeah. correct. It is Leeds. Leeds is the biggest Yorkshire city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there will be people uh, in Leeds that will be shouting at the screen now, going, of course it's Leeds. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so far we're we're in um, we're three out of, we're three out of eight. Uh, so it's, it's we're turning it's a respectable. Corner. It's respectable. Turning a corner. Okay, Messi <laughs> is the next question. It's on Messi. Which city did Messi win an Olympic gold medal? Was it Sydney, Athens, or Beijing? This is question number nine. Nick, I'll be I'll be happy. Right, if I get one Messi question right, I'll uh, I'll be an happy man. And I've gone for Sydney. Fortunately, that, that dream's gone. Um, so it wasn't. It was Beijing. Oh. They played uh, Argentina. Wait, 2008? 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, 2008. Yeah, um, uh, Argentina played Nigeria in the final. Um, and Messi wasn't supposed to be playing in that game. Oh, he wasn't supposed to be playing in the uh, in the Olympics. Uh, Barcelona tried to ban him. But Pep Guardiola, oh, Pep Guardiola yeah. sorted it out for him. And let yeah, him. I remember. Yeah, I remember that, actually. Okay, question number 10. It's, it's a Yorkshire question. And it was about Whitby. What's it famous for? The seaside town of Whitby, what's it famous for? Is it famous for cider, scampi, or seagulls? You see, I said, I said, didn't I? I said, I were hoping you were going to say crabs because right. Whitby, Whitby crab is just fantastic. Is it? Um, Whitby crab. So, it's by the seaside, so I just went for seagulls. Well, it's scampi, I think. Whitby scampi. That's what people have, don't they? Scampi and chips, and they have the Whitby scampi. I did, oh. cool. Right. Right. To be fair, I, I put scampi, and then I just thought, no, I'm going to put seagulls. Well, you know, you've had a... I mean, it's not... As you've said, it's the taking part that counts. So you've, it is, mate. You've, you've, done, you've got a three out of ten. Okay. Uh, now... Had there been more messy questions, maybe you might have scored a little bit. Let me just give you all right, okay. I'll give you I'll give you a quick messy question just to try and catch up. How many right. followers, how many followers does Messi have on Instagram? Is it 107 million, 201 million, or 230 million? And this 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 will give you a, a bonus of seven points if you get this right. So, and I've not offered this to any other players. This is just to you. So, how many followers does Messi have on Instagram? 107 million, 201 million, 230 million. It's worth seven bonus questions. Uh, quote, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the maximum and number C. Uh, sorry, letter C, because it deserves that many followers. Uh, well, it was wrong. It's 200 million. <laughs> So unfortunately, but <laughs> with three, three out of ten, uh, give me points. Well, I'm sorry, mate. What can I do? I've done my best there to try and get you back on uh, back yeah. on track, but what, you know, you can't be no. good at everything. You're a DJ. You're a window cleaner. You're a you're a podcaster. You're a football. What more do you want? You can't have general knowledge. You can't be any more information that can be in that head of yours. There's not enough space in this little pea brain of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, before we wrap up, tell us a bit uh, a bit about the new season. What you're looking forward to, and what um, what things are you kind of uh, I, I, have you set any targets for yourself over over the course of the next couple of months? Oh man, I'm just we've obviously got the um, the go ahead for this friendly against FC United, which is going to be a massive occasion. Proper looking forward to that, and it's given it's given us a goal a goal to work towards on it to. To kind of get get in shape and get fit for that date. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the season getting going in general, mate, and just seeing all the fans there and just getting, like I say, just proper soft, getting soaked into it all, and and hopefully, mate. Well, I'm, I'll just say it now: win that league. We'll win the league. I'll, I'd like to score twenty goals as well, personally. Ambitious. And what in that out there? What do you think it'll be like to play in front of? Because um, obviously we were restricted the crowd last year, and we're mm. open to some, you know, really good gates. What would you think it'll be like to play in front of? What you know, it could be anything up to a thousand plus. I can't imagine it, mate. I really can't. It's, um, it's something that I've never experienced. So I know a few lads have have obviously put like played at professional clubs and played in front of big crowds, but for me, I've never I've never actually. Um, experience that so you know it's, it's like I say, it's something you dream about as a kid isn't it so when that day comes when that day comes mate I'll be absolutely buzzing and just can't wait to experience it with everyone are you going to get your family over uh, when will your family come and watch when you uh, when you play yeah 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 they did they were, they were there that night when I, when I got that goal so I were, were happy that they were they were sat right behind behind the net as well so that were a nice nice moment Fantastic. Well, Alex, yeah. really look forward to seeing you next season. And uh, and have you got anything you want to say to the fans out there just before the FC United game? I just want to say, um, I think I say it like I, I, I messaged um, 
Is it James, the, the lad that did the documentary? James Bentley, yeah. Yeah. I, I messaged him earlier and, and, and I just said, because the way that he spoke about the club, like the, the pure passion that he, you know, how we spoke about the club, I just, I just proper, yeah, I just felt it and I just felt that that, that represents every Bury fan and, and I just think that, you know, to be part of the team that's going to bring back football to Bury is just a, a it's an honour. It's a privilege, and um, I just promised him that we each each one of us will just give it hundred percent, and we'll do everything for that shirt, mate, and we'll uh, bring success back back to the club for you all. And uh, can't wait to be part of the journey, buddy. Well, enough of it here, Alex. Great, <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you so much. Cheers for your time, Alex. Yeah. You know, thank you, mate. A big thank you there to the Yorkshire Messi himself, Alex O'Keefe. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're also available on the social medias. That's on the Facebooks, on the TikTokers, TikToks, TikTok things, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're also available as a podcast, so you can check the show out if you do not like my face. That is on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor, and on Acast. Until next time on the Shaking Up Show, we'll see you soon. Goodbye.